and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of the real sports fan podcast i'm your host david <laughs> you know i'm excited right you have to know i'm excited well listen i will not let the secret out right now i will let you guys listen so you find out why i'm really excited um <laughs> and a lot of good news this morning hopefully the news ends really good at the end of the day but without further ado let's get to this episode and um, I'll see you on the other side. Okay, now this is why I'm excited. We lost to Manchester United three nil. Means all um, there are two reasons why I'm excited though, or three. We lost the Osaki Ko, which is very good. But we no, I think we won the Osaki Ko. Cause um because if you lose the Esakiko means you win. Esakiko that's um Oli and um Nunu. Whoever wins, whoever loses, whoever wins keeps their job and whoever loses gets sacked. Which is what's happening. Beautiful. But see, listen, 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 listen. I'll talk about let me just quickly talk about the game before I talk about the Esakiko, right? So Sports lost three new to Manchester United. It was a dreadful performance. And like you all know, if you listen to my if you listen, if you've been listening to me, I've always maintained I've always been Nuno out from since the Crystal Palace game. At halftime, after halftime, people are like, "Nah, get this guy out. His decision making is horrible." You know, making obvious substitutions shows that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. This has always been my position from day one. Not even, sorry, no, not from day one. From, in fact, at the summer, during the summer, when it was reported that Spurs were going for a new manager, I was like, I was, I was disappointed. I was like, "Nah." I think this is my episode during the summer. I spoke about this a lot. I wanted, um, no, no. I wanted, no, sorry. I wanted. When they sacked Mourinho, I was like, nah, I'm sorry. And it's illusion with this club. They don't know what they're doing. For many reasons, because I was thinking it was easier to back Mourinho and just give him the players he wants than giving him an awful squad. Then, you know, the squad is not complete and he's, he's forced to work with what he has and he's annoying. It was really, it was really, I, could, I wanted to gouge my eyes last season watching sports. It was horrible. Even though, Mourinho found a way. But when sports were interested in signing Conte during the summer, I was like, oh, wow, Conte, good news, great news. Yeah, so I was really disappointed when I when I was disappointed that you know. So sorry, what was I? Sorry, I was excited that um, I saw Conte's news during the summer. I was like, oh, it's good news. Conte's about to get the job in place of Mourinho. I was really no, not not because I hated Mourinho, but I was like, okay, my spirit is about to be be, be so about to rise again. You get. Then I saw the news, it was getting close to Conte, I was like, yes, why I wanted Conte was because Conte was, what, what, we would do what I expected Mourinho to do during the summer. And because I expected Mourinho to be a, little, a lot more firm and not trying to work with what he has, rather than trying to work with what he has, why not just set the standard and work out if they don't meet it, you get me? That's what I expected from Conte, but we, we, I didn't see, sorry, I didn't expect from Mourinho, but we didn't see that. And the fact that Conte walked away from Inter Milan showed me that he could do it if if it comes to that, if, if it comes to the point where he doesn't get what his, play, his players that he wants to win, he would walk around and damage his manager reputation, which is what I expected from Mourinho. Mourinho didn't do that though. He tried to work what he have, and it's, it's, I don't blame him. It's not his fault. He likes football and he wants to. But Conte did that with Inter, and I was quite excited. Then the whole thing fell apart. Then sports, I was like, nah, it doesn't matter the manager. I'm not interested. And then we ended up with Nuno. Now the season starts with Nuno Espirito Santo. Um, the first game against Manchester, we won one nil. Now I was really. I was quite happy about the game though because they won. They deserved to win that game against Man City. However, the first 19-20 minutes was awful because they were all over the place. Man City had the control, but that that game was like okay, they won that game. 
But what made me begin to sus- begin to move away from you know, I was because like, I think the Watford game, sorry the Wolves game, right? They won one nil, but it just wasn't convincing enough. It was still horrible. And then the game against Wolves, sorry against Watford, I was like, suppose one one nil. So they won three games one nil, and they were quite lucky in two of those three matches or three or three matches. Then after the international break, the game against Crystal Palace, like I said, it was what convinced me. I was like, nah. After first half. When you see if you put a team out there, an 11, it clearly has not worked out. You put that 11 out there to play football and they are not playing well. And you do not make attempts to make changes. You leave them on. Come on. You can't really be that evil. You can't be that evil on the fans. So, I was like, now nah, get this guy out. After first half. And truly, the same thing. You know, the derbies, I was like, get this guy out. The longer he stays, the worse it gets. And last weekend against Manchester United, the Sakiko, Oli, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer came to free us from our misery by ensuring that Nuno got sacked. It was so happy. And this is the, the, the advantage. Because Nuno got, Nuno's going sacked though. The adva- the, now this is three. Like I said, I said earlier, there was three good news that come out of that game. Spurs losing 3-0. Um, Oli. Means, Spurs losing 3-0 means that Oli gets to stay. Or two. Then also Spurs losing 3-0 means that Nuno gets to be sacked. And in that game, Nuno started Ben Davis at left back. I was like, come on. There's no way that this makes any sense. You think he wants to rotate the squad? Okay, fine. Reggion was made an awful mistake against West Ham last weekend for the goal, the corner, right? But this weekend, what happened? I mean, come on. Yeah, no matter how bad Reggion is, he's much better, far, 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 far better than Davis. Davis feels like he has been retired for in like he was retired three years ago. That's how he's played. He's so bad. And the thing is, he played during midweek. During midweek, he played. He played against Burnley in the midweek. He was bad. People saw that he was bad in that game. Excuse me. Then against them, excuse me. Then on Sunday, on Saturday, on Saturday evening, that was the day. He put him at left back again. I was like, come on, you're playing him at left back. In what? Why does this make any sense? He, every time he has played, he has been bad. What do you see in this guy that you want to play? And what even annoyed me the most? Lucas was so bad in that game. I saw a pass where Lucas was supposed to give Son on the inside, inside in front of Son. He played it to the outside of his foot, and it went wide on Son. And there was a chance to play Son in to get a one-on-one, and Son was true. And oh god, Lo Celso, please just leave, man, just leave. And it was it was horrible to watch. And the funny thing was that it wasn't even on his way foot. He could just redirect, position himself in a manner, then play it inside Son with the inside of his foot. Sorry, with not the outside, with the inside of his foot, and just guide it in front of Son. And Son will have a one-on-one. Sports had no shot on target against Manchester United. That was how bad Sports were. So this is why I said it was a long time coming. Sports had no shot on target against. United, the whole of the game. They had no shot on target against West Ham in the second half. They had no shot on target against um, Burnley in the first half. They had no shot on target against um, this team in the, in the second half. Against Vitesse Arnhem, I think in the second half or something like that. In the whole of the first half against Vitesse Arnhem, they hit the bar eventually, but they didn't have shot on target. So, in West Ham, the second half, no shot on target. Newcastle, no shot on target in the second half. So, there are multiple games like that. It's not even... And this is the thing, eh? I've never been somebody who covers a second half manager very early, but there are times when you see things that you're like, nah, it's time to go. Even on that porch, Poch's first season wasn't this bad. Poch's first season, in fact, when I watched, I watched sports, I could see why he was trying to do something. But no, no, didn't wish. And this is the thing: if a, if a manager, if a manager is in a job, and you see that, oh, this manager looks like he wants to do something. If he has a better squad, it will, it will work. But what? But you can't see what they're trying, to, what he's trying to do. That's the problem I have with Nuno. You know, it's not about giving him his players. If you give him these players, what is he gonna do with it? It's not about just coming there and and. It was never the right fit from the get-go. It was never the right fit. And this is one thing, the issue I have with sports now. It was never the right fit. 
but they, it was out of their ego. They said they wanted a DNA attacking football, blah, 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 blah. No, no, it's not the antithesis of that. He's not an attacking manager. He's not known for that. You know, to be fair, I, tr- I tried to give him a chance. It's not that I didn't, but after the Christmas, I was like, nah, get this guy out. The longer he stays, the worse things get. And things are going so bad because now sports have lost five games. Five games, four points off top four. Whatever target they are meeting. But I don't think this squad is good enough for top four anyways. But the, the January, they need to do a lot of investments by January. And that is what... Brings me to the amazing news. Sports are close to signing Conte. Now, I don't know. At the time of recording this this podcast, I do not know if they have appointed him. They say he's about to fly to London to get the contract. It's getting close. Now, this is, brings me a lot of questions for me. Multiple, multiple, multiple questions here. One, why did you guys just appoint him during the summer? What was the reason for waiting five months, for refusing to give him his job, give him his job, right? Refusing to meet his demands. Five months later, you sack, you, you pick a, a lesser quality, right? Then you, five months later, you go back to him to give him his demands. What sense does that make? I mean, Spurs have literally lost points now. Important points that would have been there. Proper recruitment that would have happened if they had just made the right decision five months ago. Now, he's coming into a season with an awful squad. He's expected to perform magic. I'm sorry, every fan should write off this season. Nobody should even, should even put demands on Conte. No fan, any no sane fan should put demands on Conte this season. Nobody should expect top four. If it happens, it happens. But you do not even, do not even effing expect top four. Don't even try it. Because, <laughs> do not even try it. Do not. And this is, this is the thing, I... I because now this course and generally they need a lot of signings. Like I said, generally striker, center back. These are of most priority in January. I won't really worry much. Left back is a priority too because of Ben Davis. If that guy gets but I am more excited. I'll be more excited if the likes of the Deadwoods, all of them, if the guys shipped out in January, the squad will feel the squad will be much better. Remember those guys alone, eh, we make the squad even better. And on that thing again, on that thing. I heard that they want to give him some money in January because three or four players what they say possible sign. Well, I don't care, but just give him the control of what he wants. Let him do what he wants to do. Nobody should complain. Nobody should disturb anybody. Let Conte do what he wants to do. I don't want anybody. I don't want this repeat of the whole Mourinho era. There's, in fact, the, the excuses sports fans had for hitting Mourinho, they are not. They are not existing in uh, Conte. And besides, this excuse was a Chelsea former Chelsea manager. That's a lot of crap. I don't know. First of all, eh. Uh, if you're going to bring up that Chelsea point, a lot of you should not like Glenn Hoddle too. I will say this again. A lot of you should not like Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle managed Chelsea and managed sports. He even played for Chelsea as Chelsea player manager. And Glenn Hoddle is still seen as a sports legend. So don't even don't even play. Don't even try. Nobody should even try and raise that stupid point and call him a Chelsea slag or a Chelsea whatever. Whatever. Just let it slide. Let Conley do what he wants to do. And another thing again. If I forgot about this point again. During the game, Nuno made some decisions that also are like nah it was surprised. And one of the things that even forced the this this hands of sports because I was reading reports that sports were not really interested in doing this. They didn't want to make a hasty decision, but the the fans pushed them to doing it. This like I said, back to my point on Nuno not making the right decisions, my biggest issue. On the bench, we had like five or seven defenders on the bench. Then you had Ndombele on the bench. You said Lo Celso as a number 10. Lo Celso is clearly not working, he's playing poorly. You remove Lucas Mora. For Bergwijn and the fans, they booed and they were like, "We won't leave you out." You know, it was you know, it echoed around the studio, and this showed me that the fans actually have a voice because the reaction is probably what 
overwhelmed the board and they said, okay, we have to act. So it means that these fans, they, they have action. So they have to put them on their toes to make sure they spend. Because all these spreadsheet as you keep making excuses for sports owners, for sports board, whenever they try to be penny pigeon and refuse to spend money on key positions, they have to, they've, now they can see very well that if you, if, you make, if, you, if you make your voice heard, the board will listen. And they listen and, they, and obviously they took the right decision. They sacked no, no. During the game, when did you remove the camera on Bergwijn? Oh, that's, I'm like, look, as well, was still playing. Dombele was on the bench. I looked at the, this guy looked at the bench. He brought on Dele Ali instead of Dombele. I mean, come on. What exactly was the excuse of that? Is it that Dele was, Dele is committed or what? Dele Ali is awful. He has been awful for the past three to four years now. I, I can't stress this enough. And the fact that you are a manager, you still want to keep selecting him. Even, oh God, man. Anyways. Thank God, good riddance. Um, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm, I don't mean like, I'm not saying it bad, but right? it just never worked out. It was never gonna work out. And the sad thing is, a lot of fans. I hope they keep they shut up their mouth and stop talking about Mourinho now, please. If we win again with Conte, nobody should try and say that's if we get Conte. Nobody should try and to come out and say they were a different club. Oh, under Mourinho, this please don't do that. Everybody should just move on and forget about Mourinho. Forget about the Mourinho's time. Just let it slide. Don't say, oh, this Mourinho error. It's not, it, this is the thing a lot of you, you clowns did on the opening day against Man City. This is what a lot of you clowns did. So you guys better use your head. Anyways, I'm done with sports. Let's go to United. United fans, I'm so excited. I want to thank you guys so very much for for Oli. I want to thank you very much for winning. In fact, a lot of my United fans, United supporting friends, they were like trying to rub it in my face that, oh, United won. I was like, oh. I'm not in pains, bro. I'm happy <laughs> because <laughs> Oli is staying. And Fabrizio Romano shared it with you. He said, like, Oli's job is safe for now. And it's true. They're going to play Man City next. In fact, they're playing Atalanta this week, right? They play Atalanta in the week, in the midweek. If they, they wish they would likely beat Atalanta or they have a good result against Atalanta, they go against Man City. And they more often than not tend to beat Man City. Maybe 2-0, 1-0, or if they draw. Anyhow, a good performance. Because now, by beating Spurs, Oli has bought time. And the way they beat, but a lot of their fans will start to appear again. Oh, yeah, trust the process. Trust the process. Oli at the wheel. So a lot of them are coming back saying you have to give Oli credit. Which I think, to be fair, to beat Spurs last weekend was, was, wasn't easy. It wasn't difficult. I mean, they were strolling at, three, at the third goal. They were literally strolling. They just didn't care. Ben Davis with the awful defending for the Ronaldo Voli. The second, I mean, come on, they were awful. They were awful. So there's even no excuse. The fact that they come to them and say give Oli credit, like, okay. Oli, thank you very much for you. Now Oli gets to stay longer at United and they continue to trust the process. And the whole of the league the whole of the league lives happily ever after. Thank you very much, um, United. And the funny thing was that I actually prayed as well. I listened. I prayed my last episode. I said I'll be happy. I wanted to, I said if a draw happens, no problem. But I don't like I don't like seeing my team lose. But if uh, whatever makes Oli stay, I'm down for it. And that is it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. United fans are fuming, you know, because sports are linked to Conte. And this shows me that if United were actually short about getting Conte, they have gotten Conte long ago. And the United, they have to accept a decision, a difficult decision here. Just shake hands and move on, Oli. Do not come in and try to say, oh, Oli must stay. Just Oli must win this game to keep his job. Just shake your hands, say, Oli, you've done well, done okay. Bye bye. This is not working out. Let's come to an end to this. If that's the only solution, because if you're trying to give him a game to keep his job, a club like Spurs, 
who were in a bad situation we like was most that was the only outcome Spurs, united were gonna win that was the only outcome of that game united winning that game because sports are very bad and it was in fact the, everything fell united favor you know picking a very awful team sports in a bad run and sports being total tottenham if you are if you have because united haven't had a clean sheet in how many matches in how many months and this is their first win in 41 days right so thinking about it then sports we are the right team to play for united so i was like beautiful now all he gets to keep his job it's a very very beautiful experience it's very i, I can't oh god man this is lovely this is lovely in other news um i think i spoke about the cool man i saw a cool man here in sack last weekend so it wasn't it but uh, barcelona they, i think they drew yesterday against wherever kind of, i think they drew i think i saw that result pop up it was 1-1 though but i think they drew but back to chill let's let's talk about the other teams in the league though um done with the Asakiko. um hopefully sports get the hopefully sports get conti by the time i'm done recording this episode and um, back to back to Chelsea. So Chelsea played against Newcastle, and Rich James had a brace. Should have had a hat trick. Should have. I said should have because um, Jorginho was a bit um, selfish in my opinion. Probably should have let Rich James take that third goal for his match. I mean, how, much, how many times do you see a right back score, have a chance to score a hat trick? It's like somebody like Rich James. Rich James would likely never score two goals again this season. Likely, I didn't say he won't. Likely be in that kind of situation where he could get a hat trick. Jorginho should just let him take the penalty and just get his hat-trick and pick the ball home. It's that simple. But Jorginho, you know, skips. I love my Chelsea supporting friends. They were like, they agreed, you know, he should have let him take the penalty. But Chelsea won 3-0. Sit about the league. It's inevitable they are going to win the league. In fact, I, I think I, I predicted this thing. If I if I, I predicted during the summer that Chelsea was going to win the league because it moved, made the move to sign striker. Although the reasons why I gave Chelsea the, the, my favorite, as my favorite team for the winning the league was go of Lukaku, but it turns out they're even playing good without even Lukaku. So I mean they have the most amount of goal scorers. Goal scorers, sorry. They have the defenders have 12 goals between them. Um, the likes of Alonso, Thiago Silva, um, Rudiger, Rich James, and there's a third defender back I'm forgetting. I think Christensen or or this guy. I think Chalobatu. Christensen Chalobatu. So across the centre backs they have goals spread across them. So in their midfielders they have goals. They have goals everywhere. So Chelsea can score from there and they have a really solid goalkeeper. So they were really good. And Newcastle, they lose. They continue to lose. It makes me wonder if the... Now, this is going to be interesting. Is it that the rest of the league are going to connive to ensure Newcastle gets relegated? <laughs> it could be possible. And I'm seeing news where Newcastle are trying to get Eddie Howe as their manager. That's an awful appointment. That's an awful appointment. If I'm Newcastle, like I said, I would have given Steve Bruce to them the season. Although, I understand why. Because they're really awful. I understand why they could they let Steve Bruce go. But... If you're not, not going to give Steve Bruce another season, since Steve Bruce is sacked, I would th- I think they should get it. They should, this is no attempt to try and do projects or whatever. They have to stay in the league. You know, Newcastle, Newcastle are in that position where they have to stay in the league at this moment. They stay in the league by the summer, they spend big. So they're writing up this season. Don't expect that winning trophies yet. Stay in the league. And so I would go and get a manager that can keep keep me in the league. If, I would have, and Allardyce, you said some Allardyce, although some Allardyce at West Brom. He was close to keeping them up, but last thing, it was a different situation. But Allardyce, for me, I mean, because you've got to get your one, doesn't mean anything. You've got to get this one. Give him the job at Newcastle, right, to keep them up. Just stay up. That is really their objective. Newcastle's objective should be to stay up this season. But they're trying to get the Ahawi. Is it that they want to start their period now? Depends. Then get, see, get, like, a, you didn't get to get this guy in. Or Harry Redknapp or any of all those experienced and seasoned managers. Old British managers who are very known for that kind of thing, where they keep teams in the league. Or Goose Hiddink, you know, Goose Hiddink, he likes that kind of short-term job. He comes in, whips the players to shape, keeps them, keeps the club up to the end of the season. 
right they finish 11 12 13 doesn't matter but they have to stay up once they stay up by the summer they can begin offloading their players the likes of joel linton the likes of charlie wilson Manquillo, um lascelles um this guy what's his name jeff hendrick the public um joel linton i remember joel linton already um fraser morph in fact they just clear out the whole squad and just start rebuilding and knowing their plan so by the summer when you have your manager the manager you have once he sees out the squad you shake hands wave goodbye get the director of football maybe like raf raf uh, ragnick director of football to come in or campus get them in this draft a plan on how your club should operate and once they come in they go out you buy players based on their recommendations and that's how you build your squad this is common sense, but Newcastle fans are trying to get at the Harry. I don't think it's a good idea, though. You're gonna get clapped a lot. You're gonna get clobbered. <laughs> You're gonna get but that's enough for Newcastle. Let's go to Man City. Man City losing out to Crystal Palace 2-0. Crystal Palace, I like a bogey team for Man City. It's really on that home turf. So, but I'm just a bit surprised by the manner we should be. And Vieira is doing a good job, you know. Jerry done a good job so far at Crystal Palace and beating Man City beating is, not, is not a big deal. Sorry, it's not a, a small feat. So kudos to Crystal and Vieira and it's a good game. And Liverpool drawing to Brighton. It's good to see Tariq Lamptey back again. I'm so happy to see Tariq Lamptey. I'm a huge fan of Tariq Lamptey. And then um, their left back, Corella. I mean, Brighton, both of their full backs are really, 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 really good. And this is, their recruitment has been sound. If Brighton had a, a, a good quality striker, they would be finishing higher up the table. But still, they've really been a really good squad and they've really, really played well so far. Kudos to their manager, um, Graham Potter. Really, really good thing. And then um, Liverpool, they gave Liverpool a run for their money though. I won't lie, Liverpool were made. And this is why I said, listen, I, why I put Chelsea as my absolute favourite. It's because of things like this. Chelsea would have found a way to beat Brighton. Yet, if it's 1-0 or something, they will score one and see out the game. That's my point. But Liverpool, you know, their corner, they've been... Man City too, no strike. You know, Chelsea do not really have competition this season. I'm telling you. And you could say by January, they could, other clubs could sign players by January. Which is true. But Chelsea have already taken steps ahead of the rest teams. So, there are already multiple steps ahead. So, no matter what you sign, Chelsea are not going to stand still. They're still going to keep moving. You get... And that's the thing. So, for me, Chelsea should keep doing what they're doing. It's working. And nobody should... And but said, this is why I like Chelsea. They should not care about anybody crying about playing style. What matters is winning. Nobody cares that you defended all the way. Okay, think about this, right? Leeds United, they were called the Dirty Dozens in the 70s when... Um, um, Graham, Brian Clough was the manager of Nottingham Forest. Do you know his dirty dozens? And they were, they were Don Revis, Leeds Don Revis, the manager of Leeds, right? He always had a lot of, he had like a back and forth with um, Brian Clough. And Brian Clough always points out that Leeds were very dirty with how they play, and it is true. In fact, there was a 1970 FA Cup semi final match between Leeds and Chelsea where it was like kicking all through. Kicking, um, um, kicking, they were just kicking each other, and it was a very weird game. I think it was the 8 or 70. So the rules changed over time though, but you, you understand. You kind of understand where I'm coming from. That, that so, but nobody remembers that Leeds were a bad kind of team, right? Most most people hardly remember, except people who actually take their time to research about football, right? Or like watching football documentaries, like me, right? You probably understand, know these things. So, and, uh, but most people don't remember. But, but if, if you pull up Leeds records today, Leeds they won trophies in the 70s. We know that. But how they won the trophies, nobody remembers. So that's why I'm pointing. So Chelsea should not even really care about fans who are just money because if it's better you are winning that way than losing, playing attacking football and, and looking good. Another news, um, West Ham, they won their game too. Um, good, to, good to West Ham. And recruitment also solid. You know, Kofal, um, Jared Bowen, 
Suchek. So West Declan Rice was really good yesterday too. And I mean West Ham they've really done well in their recruitment. And the fact that they were able to stick by more, although David Moyes, in my opinion, did a lot more to make sure that team worked than West Ham owners should get credit for. I think you get what I'm trying to say, because David Moyes is a good manager and and kudos to him for turning his career around. He's now one of he's a really, 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 really good manager. But yeah, and that's 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 it for me though. Then uh, Brentford losing to Burnley. That was really surprising. I won't lie. I mean, terrorist Burnley. Burnley were like 3 0 up at some point in that game. Man, come on. I mean, it was really, really big surprise. But yeah, so I think that's that's basically all I have for this for you guys for this episode. So it's gonna be a really short episode. And um, I'll be back after the Conference League game by Friday. Thursday coming again by Friday. I'll be back. Um, hopefully, sports are watchable by Thursday. Hopefully, we have content in by the. Hopefully, by the time I return back. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. With another episode, hopefully we will have Conte as manager, and then um, I'll look, I'll look more for, I'll look forward to watching sports. Hopefully, but uh, still, I still look forward to watching sports. I think it's an awful team. Um, generally, we have to make a lot of signings, and basically that's it. But yeah, have a nice week and take care. God bless. Goodbye.